0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, and welcome to Stop. Hammer time and it's a celebratory Hammer time this <laughs> yeah. evening uh, Jim Grant Jim Grant's here yeah, I'm celebrating yes I've you got a party hat on uh, it's, it's, I've yep. got some balloons Fantastic. we've got a win yes we haven't seen a win for a long long time I can't remember um, the last time I saw a win those little flashes on the on the uh, far side of the table in, in match of the day there's five and ours was all red uh, which was losses uh, yeah. and I can't remember what the uh, <laughs> at the point we had lost to Arsenal I can't remember what the sort of sixth result back in time was. Oh, but I yeah. think that might have mm. been a draw. Yeah, I mean, we literally was. hadn't won a game of football uh, in yeah. two months. Yeah. Yes, West Brom, West so it was Brom. a draw. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, now, yes. also joining me, and uh, it's a very exciting moment because it's, it's Worlds Collide, uh, because um, <laughs> I don't look at a huge amount of uh, sort of social media stuff or, and internet stuff to do with West Ham. I simply don't have the time with my busy lifestyle. Blogs. I looked at Pete May's one. Pete is sometimes on the hammers Hammers in the heart. heart. Yes, yes. Looks at that. You know, it's good. good, Mm. uh, I like Pete a lot. (sighs) But two blogs uh, caught my eye, caught our attention uh, in the last year, and. Uh, because in both cases, they are brilliant blogs, uh, and I very much enjoy reading them. The first we heard of, of course, and he's been on the show several times, uh, so it's not like I'm introducing him for the first time, Jim, uh, is, of course, the blog that unites the twin subjects of West Ham United, Jim. You know what I'm talking about. I do, I do, yeah, I do. And Wagner. Wagner. West Ham United and the works of Wagner. (laughs) And it is, of course, Don the Hammer. Thank you very much. Hello, Don. Delighted. How are you? I, I read your most recent blog uh, today in preparation for the podcast. It's excellent. Then, then earlier this year, somehow we were turned on to another uh, another blog, uh, the H List, which took a look at. And I think someone just put a link 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 mm. to it on the uh, on the Stop Hammer Time Facebook page, and uh, it is an excellent blog, and uh, it is tremendous writing. Gordon Flower was on here, I think. Uh, uh, I think it was the time uh, George Mann was on here, and they were both effusing about it. And I had just discovered it, and uh, Gordon has known known it for years and was going, "Oh God, you know, I wish I wish I could write like this man." And it is it is the H List uh, uh, blog, and it is James Cairns. Hello, hello, James, how are you? Uh, Head Hammer Shark is your sort of avatar uh, name, isn't yes. it? Yes.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't go by that all the time. No, of but course yes. not. No, no, no. that would be
1: if you use that in your life. It would be. It would be like the uh, the core sign names they have in Top Gun, uh, like <laughs> Moose and whatever, like Goose, and whatever. Iceman. Yes. The Ice yeah, Man, Ice yeah, Man. That's yes, my other would be one. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh I've never seen Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, have we seen it, Jim? Have you seen uh, Top no, Gun? No, 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 no.
2: I've seen bits of it. You
1: know, Don, have you seen Top yeah.
3: Gun? I have. It's rather maverick of you not to have seen it.
1: Aha, uh-huh. that is one of the cool sign names in yeah. it. Uh, James, have you seen it?
0: Uh, yeah, saw it for the first time when I was about 30. And, did you? Yeah, um, yeah. Wasn't really um, entirely sure what all the hype was about, but no. I, I did notice the volleyball scene. So. Right, is there a volleyball scene? There is a famous volleyball <laughs> right, scene. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, you should watch it just for that. Actually. Just for that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: My uh, probably my favourite film. Not the not. I don't think it's the best film ever made necessarily, but my favourite film is the Right Stuff, uh, Philip Kaufman's film about Mercury space probe. And I sort of have a theory because it starts with um, test pilots in the in the forties. Chuck Yeager famously broke the sound barrier uh, and was a very heroic uh, test pilot who wasn't summoned up to the Mercury space program because he didn't have a degree. And uh, they were using kind of test pilots uh, in that thing. And uh, he was clearly the best pilot sort of in the world at the time and wasn't called up uh, because he didn't have a degree to the Mercury right. space program. hadn't been to college.
2: Is that what it was called, the Mercury space program?
1: The, yeah, with um, right. Glenn. John Glenn. Shepherd, Glenn Shepherd Grissom. That was the forerunner seven. of Apollo. Yes, Apollo. yes. Yeah. the Mercury mm. program was the forerunner to Apollo. Okay. And
0: also the forerunner of the Mercury Music Prize as well, which I think he moved of on course, to really Exactly. Afterwards. It was yeah. originally. The yep.
1: Mercury Music Prize was originally for pilots. Yes, that's right. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that bloke that landed a plane in the Hudson. Um, Is that yeah, the Sully. Yeah, Sully. Sully. Yeah. Uh, he used to be in Public Enemy. <laughs> and he <laughs> okay. he, uh, he did a lot know. of raps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Secure Doors was one of his raps. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Traced with the upright position was another one of those <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, the Mercury, uh, yeah, 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 it was all, it was originally <laughs> for music written by pilots. <laughs> the Mercury Awards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, you should look at Don, uh, Donna, Donner the Hammer. Donner the Hammer is uh, the where, where you find uh, Don's podcast. And uh, the H List is James's podcast. And they are uh, podcast, blog. blog, I mean, blog, sorry. They are brilliant. They are brilliant. I'm working without headphones today, and I'm finding it extremely strange. I have to say. So, so any well, any, you look different. Any certainly. shitness on my part <laughs> is down to the fact that uh, I can hear my own voice as I hear it all day, <laughs> <laughs> and that is slightly depressing to me. It's like a clown going on stage without his makeup on. It just feels like I, um, you know, you could so, borrow Jim's party hat. Yeah, yeah. You I don't mean, think yeah, yeah, sure. a hat's going to help, Don. Come on, it's, it's just dressing oh. up in a different hat is is. Uh, uh, my, my headphones My headphones in fact Because they didn't work Were functioning as a kind of hat uh, So mm. that you know, could, But I don't think that's I, don't I think was it's just quite trying hard. to help I know Don yeah. I know Don I appreciate yeah. it I appreciate it yeah. But uh, Please keep your help to yourself it, it's, okay. it's infuriating uh, We have two games of football to talk about And uh, all four of us went to both games that's eight perspectives. We're looking at a four-hour-long podcast. <laughs> it's opiniogeton on this. Yes, we Arsenal away, which we yeah, all went to, yeah, and yeah. Swansea at home, which we all went to. Yeah. Um, Similar performances, different results. I thought. Uh, shall we start with the Arsenal game? Uh, what do we? What do we? What do we make of the Arsenal game? Oh, I thought
2: we were really poor. Also, I don't, I th- I don't think they were. I think we were better against Swansea. Obviously, better, yes, it was, uh, yes. Not such a good opposition, but I, I was really disappointed, particularly with the second half. Also. The way we rolled over. Ooh, I mean, yeah. you know, we've seen it many times before. Obviously, it's in the kind of club's DNA to a certain extent, but. You know, they be- they have better players, but as Crystal Palace proved, you know, if you get in their faces and get at them, they were fragile. There was a nervy mm. arena, mm. wasn't it? Yeah. We, we, could have,
1: we could have got something out of oh, that. Oh, if they'd if we'd been better, they been... would have scored a goal in the first half, yeah. which they failed to do, yeah, despite just, how poor just, we were. We,
2: I think we had, an, we had an eye to the Saturday game. Everyone knew that was the kind of cruncher. Yes, I, I guess it was. Felt yeah. we, we, we really rolled over and let them tickle our tummies.
3: Fellas? You know. We defended quite stoutly, I thought, in the first half mm. of the Arsenal game. But I, I, mean, both games were horror shows, really. Uh, I think if you take out the forty fifth minute, the forty fourth minute of the Swansea game and the Lanzini bit of skill, I really would like, you know. Uh, and the Swansea game was just about the result, but they both were rubbish. Yeah, I'm happy to go now. I've said my word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, James, what do you make of it? What do you make of it all?
0: I thought the Arsenal game. I thought we were insipid and. Uh I, I think I'm in the minority here, but it was the game that pushed me over the age. Yes,
1: you're yeah. the H-List uh, uh, blogger in which uh, James often uh, um, quite heroically summons up 10 points, <laughs> <laughs> ten, 10 things to say about the kind of state of play of the club, but also the previous game that he's seen. Uh, did a brilliant job <laughs> in creating 10 points. But, but yes, a lo- uh, there was a... There was, yes, a certain feeling about, uh, about Slav uh, in that blog. And I, and I think we'll, well, maybe once we've dispensed with the games, we'll come on to that, you know, uh, where, where we're going next, uh, uh, that sort of... But also, I think managers have been in the, in the news a little bit, so we'll, we'll sort of talk about that. Um, yes, very interesting, Jim, something we, we sort of noticed straight away is everyone's, everyone's fit. faguli has been dropped to the bench in favour of Antonio, who is still played on the left wing. <laughs> Uh, and I think I, I don't know if he was on the left for the Swansea game Until he went off I mean he limped out of both no, games No he was on it's the right clearly not Because um, Snodgrass got because his was on I believe the, his was wish
2: In playing uh, On the left hand side
1: Yes um, But it was extraordinary It was extraordinary against Arsenal That uh, the, the, With A lot of our attacking players Nominally fit Including Sacco on the bench Antonio Was still not played In his right position Having been played at you know, right back, sent, um, You know, forward. Um, he was still not in the right place, um, and sort of. You know, it's curious. Um, and even for the Swansea game, was are you the out-and-out striker?
3: He was. Still, he still seemed to be. Seemed to be at the tip at of the that wing. sort of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I should
0: thought have it was been. Antonio. So I probably yeah, was, was watching. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm never entirely sure what he's doing at any given moment. No, I would no. describe him what as right as Are you? I don't know. What, what
2: is doing. he? What is he? Or what does he? What? 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 what where? How do we categorize him? He what, Antonio? is no, no, no. Are you? Are you? Oh, I think I know he's, what Antonio is. He's I, a he really was... good right winger who doesn't get to play right wing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I contest that slightly. But okay. let's come to that. Are <laughs> you? He, he was bought as an out and out striker, but he's not an out and out striker. No. That's clear. But he does need to be playing roughly in that position. There's no point playing
2: him on the wing. He's an approximate striker. Mm-hmm. He, yeah.
3: Well
1: I think they did after those uh after those targets fell through the yeah, um, But they, they I think they went for this guy. Money who, burning who's hole an in their pocket almost. Yes, an attacking midfielder yeah. that scores because he scored 20 or something. Didn't he? Well, you
2: see, he had a little scoring, you know, flurry yeah. early on in the season for Swansea. Then he went very, very quiet yeah. until he came to uh, up to Park. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, unsurprisingly. Um, but he was yeah.
3: playing in a free flowing, nice footballing side. He yes. certainly wasn't playing in a lone striker side. No, no. Know, no, no. The no. Swansea, but, and that was the role that you have to play. If you're going to be at West Ham, that's where we go wrong with Carol. Yeah. Because he certainly can't do it. And we go wrong, you know, I suppose the only one with potential is maybe Sacco, but he's yeah. never around. No. And no is no. he good enough?
0: No. Um, but you strange because he, he played in that game where Swansea beat us 4-1, tore Antonio apart, sort of ended the right-back myth, or should have ended the right-back myth mm-hmm. of Antonio. Mm-hmm. We decided to solve that problem by buying Iu rather than doing anything about that <laughs> right-back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we played him, yeah. he was sort of normally a number 10, wasn't he, on mm-hmm. Saturday, but not close enough to the front man to no, contribute no. a great deal. Yeah. Doesn't drop back as much. He was midfield. the front man,
3: he was no... Sh- that, that, in the starting lineup. He was the It 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 was either him or Antonio that was going to be the uh, the sole striker. It it meant there was more fluidity without Carroll, inevitably, and they were changing about.
1: Um, Mm, Again, you know, this sort of speaks to the the question marks over over Slavin, but but certainly Arsenal the We seem to identify this season's pundit buzzword uh, intensity as a problem when we reached our absolute nadir losing to Southampton 3-0. And when we played Palace uh, away, intensity was the kind of answer to the problem. It was like, oh, shit, yeah, we've got to try hard and run and close them down and stuff. And Arsenal, it felt like we sort of just didn't do that. Um,
2: I think in the second half... I, the second you half just can't remember an Arsenal player receiving the ball under pressure. No. They're just acres of space every time they received the ball. And it wasn't that they were working that hard. They no. weren't having to try hard to do that. No. I mean, sometimes when you're up against a really good team, you know, when a Man City or an Arsenal, when they're really on song they are working incredibly hard. It, yeah. lo- it looks effortless, but yeah, in fact, yeah. they're yeah. working incredibly hard to create a space. But we were just giving them that, that f- freedom, you know, in that space. And yeah. We're just yeah. waiting for them. We just literally waited for them to score.
1: Good teams do work hard, don't they? We went, you and I went away to Manchester United and it's you know, Manchester United, we were seen as kind of uh, 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 an underachieving force under Mourinho, not as good as uh, Ferguson, and, and and struggling since kind of Moyes and um, uh, Van Gaal. Uh, but both of us said they work very hard. They work extremely hard. You know, yeah. they're a sort of – they are a good side. Manchester United are a good side, and that's why they got – Yeah, you know, but I mean, I think, you know – I mean, And we um, – boy, we did – one thing I thought watching Arsenal was uh, probably the only player working really hard for us in the second half was Lanzini. And you were going, he could just be off in the summer. You well, know, he's, just, he's, this, he's... It was like, he could have just, could have just off, been his showroom really, in the second the half moment. against Arsenal. Yeah. Was he, yeah. It was like 10 outfield players... Nine of them had given up, and Lanzini was really the only one just trying to create something to make something happen around him. Well, I thought That's in
3: the right. first half, we defended stoutly, but I we thought did. we were pressuring them. I thought Kiate, am I remembering it wrong? I thought Kiarte had a pretty good first half.
1: Against Arsenal? Yeah. Yeah.
3: And then we just, at halftime, we were just um, it was def- we gave def- them an extra two or three feet. Absolutely. And they, they, we, they looked brilliant. No, yeah, we made them look right brilliant.
0: You know? I think some we, of that was linked to Antonio going off. It though,
2: right? was. And, and we had no outlet. He that. had oh. burned yeah. Bellerin early on. He and, 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 he got booked, and, yeah. and Bellerin yeah. got booked. And, you know, that was a kind of promising, mm. promising moment, wasn't it? And, and just unfortunately, you know, he wasn't able to stay on and ex- exploit that.
3: Can I make my controversial Antonio point? Yeah, of course. Yes. I, yeah. I pre- if you never invite me back. Okay. Um, I do like him. And I think he's a brilliant athlete, but I'm not sure he's a footballer.
1: I sense a big butt here. Yeah. And it's not just Jim's butt. It's I a, sense, <laughs> sense a big butt. He's
3: not a footballer at the level that we aspire to be. Um,
1: well, that, you the, know, that's the kind of interesting in the, thing about him. Yeah.
3: You know, he, he bundles through, people bounce off him. He's, he has a knack of being in the right place at the right time and scoring goals. And that's all brilliant. And he seems a thoroughly good bloke but his first touch i think leaves mm. a lot to be desired and his as does his decision making other than getting in the right position and knowing where to no, be i when, think he's better than that
2: i think <laughs> he is better than that and and i think you know i think he's proved it and he's been very very unlucky i think to be you know stuck here there and everywhere just you know him uh, uh, he and Cuarte, and i would say have been, have been the fall guys in all this they they they've been used as utility players Um, when really they are both quite specialist players, really. You know, Antonio is an excellent wide right player and he was scoring for fun when he's played in that position. Uh, You know, he's, he's great attacking the back post uh he takes people on he's not afraid you know we've got a Trixier. here you, you, you could argue a technically better winger in figuli who doesn't ever bloody well no, take yeah. his man on no whereas antonio has got balls he tried, i agree you know, those are his yeah, strengths yeah but if we see ourselves as a side challenging for
3: europe as well barely trying to hit mid table well we were and last
1: I, we
2: were last side with antonio firing on all cylinders yeah. I?
1: well i think i think there's a uh i think that's right and and we we um Early in the season, uh, I think we keep referring to this. And Mark Webster made a very good point: was that we're, we're, with Antonio, uh, hence uh, Slav's desire to kind of convert him to a right back, is that he is he is exactly the sort of player that um, that Bilic can't really sort of process. He's managed at international level. He's managed at teams that are playing in Europe with with European players, and and the rawness of Antonio is kind of anathema to Bilic. You couldn't I, I just couldn't right. really understand
0: what he is. And, and but I think that unpredictability is what makes him such a well. Me too. Player, I think you know, it? given that
1: there's eleven, yeah. you have eleven players in in, in a team, uh, and actually, if one of them is a kind of a sort of a kind of wild card that, for various reasons, you know, they can obviously be hugely technically gifted, your sort of wild card player. So what you've got is a Decanio Canio or a Diego Maradona. um but they could also be, you know, because I think Marlon Harewood was a bit like that for us. In that he was incredibly direct, and mm. um, there were t- there were times when 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 Pardew was about to make a substitution, where I'm going bring Marlon on, bring Marlon, because he'll just run at them. He'll just run at them uh-huh. with the ball and create a bit of mayhem. And I think um, well, let, Antonio's good at that.
3: Yeah, well, let me let me try and retrieve the situation. <laughs> the situation. No, no, no. Yeah. But um, um, if we aspire to be not as good as Tottenham, but in that realm, then I don't see Antonio getting anywhere near their first team. I see him as an impact sub there. And if, if that's where we are looking to be, even approaching that, then he shouldn't be the best player we've got.
1: No
0: no, 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 Or the best
3: forward we've no. got. We're trying to play him as a
1: forward. No. The oh, one I'm counter he's argument
0: to that might be that the teams that he's being linked with now, because you know he hasn't signed a new or he's not mm. renegotiating his deal, and the two teams he's most heavily linked with are Chelsea and Man United. Mm, mm. Both as are an, demonstrably but, better than us. But as yeah. an impact
3: sub, I would have thought.
0: Possibly, but then that's sort of what we thought he would be when he came to us and he forced his way in. he's in the England squad. Yeah, I never would have yeah, said yeah, he could be yeah. an England player. Look,
3: I'm not saying kick him out the team. No, no. I'm saying... He's a, uh, his strengths are all in his strength and his characteristics and his character. Um, as yeah, essentially to he's not come touch.
2: through. He's an unusual character in the sense that he's not come through the academy system and he hasn't been overcoached. And he does have great footballing instincts. I think you're right. And he has, you know, there there are elements to his, to his game. Tactically, there are elements. That, I mean, you know, clearly he hasn't got a defensive sinew in his entire being, and that you know, staggering that that Bilic would would just have the hubris yeah. to think in a way I can, I will be able to turn this this man mm. into a defender. He really just can't defend. I mean,
1: he's he kind of um, no. and no, Equally up front, he, he I don't think he quite has the guile. No, up he's up in the box. not. No, no if and, he's kind of following yeah. in a snapshot. He can often finish really well, yes. Uh, but kind of one on one with the goalkeeper going through it, clear through. There was one against Manchester United earlier yeah. this season mm. against De Gea when when yeah. you know he I just mean, hit it straight. Yeah, um, But you know yeah. he's he's there's, you know I, I, like I agree. Him as a they, support
0: striker, because yeah. I, I think the one thing that the Arsenal game highlighted to me was that we cannot play good teams with just Carroll up front. No, no, no. We, no, we absolutely. have been nowhere near good teams. Yeah. With Justin playing as a lone no, striker, no. now I don't think Carroll was fit actually on Wednesday. I think they only played him because no. the alternative was an, an ill Antonio, yeah, or, that's a, or right. a barely walking Sacco, or yeah. Caleri, who obviously doesn't fancy. But I like um, Antonio as a second striker joining. Yeah, um, me too. and I, you know I'd like to see that a bit more often.
1: We're just going to take a little break now, and we'll be back after this message.
2: such as Mr. George Decay
1: Star
0: Trekking across the universe
2: For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk
1: Welcome back Uh, We um, we're probably going to move on to uh, the Swansea game now um, uh, From the, because a lot of the issues kind of hang over. Uh, we were talking a little bit about um, uh, Carol on his own up front was then just replaced like for like with Sacco, which clearly, um, in retrospect, suggests that Carroll was injured because we thought that it was, you know, at the time, it seemed to be a substitution in search of getting back into the game, so freshening up your striker. But obviously, leaving Carroll on for his height and getting on the end of crosses and bringing Sacco on would have been the go for me, but didn't happen. And I think everyone, there was a sort of a kind of a groan of miscomprehension uh, when. Um, uh, um, when he brought on Sacco and replaced Carol with yeah. Sacco. Well, especially as he wanted to do it at a set pit, you know, we, had, we actually had an attacking good game. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was very strange. Um, Sacco, uh, uh, as you pointed out in your blog, had his shorts pulled up in a look that I've never seen him have before. It sort of <laughs> it was it, it was almost like his shorts looked like a kind of baby grow. I think uh, if you
0: back surgery you pull your shorts up as a really yeah, yeah.
1: that thin layer of of um, polyester may protect your spine <laughs> All the from, yeah. from being kicked in the <laughs> <laughs> kicked in the back by uh you know, Kushelny or whoever they had. Um you wouldn't play. But um Yes, very strange. And, you know, he just was unable to really influence the game because he's kind of on his own up front. Uh,
0: Yeah, I think we'd given up by that. that. Uh, Yes, yes. I think we had as well. And he
1: didn't then play in the Swansea game, despite being on the bench. And that's slightly... Surely he can't have picked up another injury in that Arsenal. Obviously not one enough for him to uh, be excluded from the team altogether, but one enough not to risk him or give him some game time and because Cagliari came on instead of him you'd think that Sacco could have done the job of, well so Billich, wasn't
3: Bilic's hand forced a little with the uh, Antonio injury yeah because Sacco he probably didn't think Sacco could last <clears throat> that long he didn't want to game, risk yeah. that game no, I agree that and I think, uh, so that was probably the right move at the time. And I think Fernandez coming on, who I really like, actually. Yes. Um, that was probably the right sub as well. So I'm not sure, and I can't remember the third sub, but I'm not sure where Sacco would have fitted in and how he would have helped at the, the those stages of the game. No,
1: if you could have left Carroll on, though, that's because you're just basically yeah. going two up front and... and, yeah. and buzzing around, you know, Sacco buzzing around the big man would be, you know, would seem like that might produce some kind Mm. of, some result. But uh, but anyway, yeah, we... um we started uh Swansea with Carroll and uh, Sacco on the bench, neither of whom featured in the game, so it, uh, so we really were kind of a slightly sort of weakened outfit in that um, Antonio is clearly just going to stagger on to the end of the season. He had a big injury that put him out of the ga- uh, out of out of the games. then both games he's limped off early, Arsenal mm. and and Swansea. I think he's really just hanging in there till the end of the season mm. um. Yeah, I mean it was sort of again. I mean we we seem just shagged. Uh you know, we, we fitness seems to we we seem unable to produce the mythical or, or the proverbial intensity that the 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 teams are all about this season. Um um you know, we won it, though, 1-0, and it was it was Yeah, we had
2: more intensity than them. I mean, they, yes. were, they were dismal. Very poor, weren't they? <clears throat> um, and we were lucky that they were so dismal in, a, mm. in some respects. But we, well, the defence played played as as well as it's played for a, a long time. Uh, Collins had a great game. Mm. Byram, I think, had his best
1: game, probably, yep. in yeah. West
2: Hampshire. Yep. Um, yeah.
1: um, and, you know, Arthur looks all right, doesn't he? he I think he's looks good. okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they don't offer much. I think, I think both Byram and, uh, Masuaku look like they're good kind of attacking, uh, fullbacks. Masuaku, um, is very skilled. Uh, he sort of seems like he could Fast be a feet. midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Very quick feet. And, mm. uh, uh, very good range of passing and very accurate passing he's got this weird not much back lift uh, when he when mm. he he kind of stabs the ball like like using a pitching wedge or something uh, um, he has the kind of chops of a midfielder rather than a... he
2: links well with Lanzini doesn't he they, they, mm-hmm. they, they seem to be on, on yeah, one yeah. of
1: on his b- boy he's, Lanzini could really use with uh, use yeah. some, some people that are on his wavelength a bit
3: yeah <laughs> um, Masaka's defending frightens me a little bit and The first 10 minutes against Arsenal, uh, the ball was played inside him twice and he didn't Mm, really seem to have no conception that's where it was going to go. No, no. However, against Swansea, and he was up against, was it Routledge?
0: Routledge, yeah. Yeah. Stuck him in his pocket, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I
3: thought he defended quite sensibly and did really well. And um, and certainly until he got injured last season, I was impressed with Masuaku.
1: Well, I, thought, I mean, I guess sort of... Uh, he took a
3: lot of stick, didn't he?
1: But I'm not sure it was yeah.
0: I think it was the West Brom game, didn't he? <laughs> oh, he went yeah. mad. He away. Yes. Yeah, but, he handled the ball twice in one move. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. Because that all happened in front of yeah. us. We went to that game. and
0: just extraordinary. No, it, it, He did well at Hull, I thought. If you uh, saw his yeah, little cameo. Yeah, yeah, no, he did. He did minutes.
2: really well. He, Again, linking very well with Ayu and Lanzini on the left-hand side. Yeah, and as Phil said,
0: someone needs yeah. to be on Lanzini's yeah, way for them. So yeah. I thought he did it right there. but no, agreed. I, kind of, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, you know, Cresswell hasn't been the same since he got injured. No, no. His only decent performance. Well, not only one, but his best Palace. performance of the season was Palace, Crystal which was Palace. the first game back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he hasn't looked the same since. So yeah, not, protect, I mean, I think
2: again. I think it can have a massive psychological impact that kind of injury, especially mm. in a player who's who's been. You know, injury more or less injury-free his whole career. Yeah. Yeah. You get that one big... And it was a nasty tackle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you, know, you can struggle, really, to get back... Well, hopefully, you know... Hopefully, I mean, you he know, probably needs a, a good, f- whole, full, full pre-season. Yeah, full yeah. pre-season. He, yeah, he's not yeah. going to suddenly become a bad player. No. I mean, no. I, you know, he'll get... It's it's the old, you know, form, temporary class permanent
1: thing. Yeah. Isn't uh, very interestingly, we, we were... Uh, just before he scored, in the run-up to him scoring, we were talking about... Uh, Jim, you... Um, you know, I uh, sort of how poor Cuyati has been, uh, and Jim, you were saying that it sort of feels like he's he's all on his way. It's like you know, there's possibly his agent as said, "We'll get you a I, move." I, I
2: fear, I think he's been messed uh, about yeah, with way, way, way too much. He's a real class performer. He's our mm, best mm. central midfielder. Um, he's got a great attitude. He's 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 he's, he's, he's Physically strong, he gets he gets about the place, but he's got good skill as well. He's he, you know, and he's he gets in goal scoring positions. That's that's when you see the best of him. He's not a right back. He's not even really a central defender, although he does a great job when he when steps he in that, yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not even really a sit in front of the back four midfielder. No, no. To be honest, he's a box to box midfielder. And That's what he said when he when he signed and why he was getting a bit fed up at Andalit playing playing played in the back four mm. and and you know. Good players like that don't deserve to be treated like
1: Jonathan Specter. No, you know, no, it's it's no, that's uh, right. you know
2: uh, that you, he's too good.
1: And um well, t- to- really top quality teams. You know that they they will sometimes uh, go. Uh, you know, hey, a skillful right winger. Have a go at right. Like, you yeah, know, when yeah. when Manu came and uh, briefly gigs played right oh, back yes. for them. Yeah. You know, when yeah, a footballer is okay. really really talented and also everyone he's playing with is hugely talented, they go right. I'll do a job at right back. It'll be of- sort of fun. But when Kayati's yeah. going, you're a best attacking midfielder, and your manager goes. Why don't you play it right back? You must yeah. go. Well,
2: yeah, 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 but I mean, really? I, I, you know, I think there's, you know, when you have an injury crisis or yeah, whether well, a yeah, situation where Obviously, needs yeah, must. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm not saying that you know his position should be sacrosanct, but it's 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 crazy when, especially when the team's not firing on. The no, not to play your bet, your your, yeah. your your best players in their best positions yes, and build the team the around that. Yeah, yeah. And and Billage, if he's if he's got a, a, a failing this season, it's been this square pegs in round holes all over the park Mm-mm. in order to kind of make sure that everyone sort of fits in. And sometimes, you know, you've got to – he has started to kind of sub-Noble from time to time, but sometimes you've got to say Noble's position isn't necessarily sacrosanct in, in, in the team. So if Chianti is getting a bit pissed off, he has looked, to me, out of sorts for some for some time, not yeah. quite at it. Yeah. And uh, I was pleased that he got that goal and yeah. was fired up by it because, he, he you know, he did have one of his better games in recent times. Playing in his the rightful position now.
1: Well, I mean, you know. yeah, he got forward after he'd scored the goal, but I mean, up to that point, I didn't think he was playing particularly well. No, no you know, he was a little bit lackluster, yeah, yeah. wasn't
3: he? I think we've struggled since Obiang's been out. Yeah. I, I think with both Chiate and Noble, their natural instinct is not as, de- as defensive midfielders, no. and they were, you know, one ball. It, not just in the Arsenal game, but in games before that, and they were just taken out of the game. They were too far forward. They were the wrong side too often. Mm. And as much yeah. I do agree, I think Kuyt is a fantastic player. And whether you can just step out of central defence and resume your duties back in midfield as though nothing had ever happened, I don't know. I've not mm. played football anywhere near that level. No, but that might have been why. I suppose he's it depends it a little bit
2: of what's happening on training and whether you will be... you know. Yeah, but he's
3: is instant. Whereas Obiang. 95% of the time seems to get it right and seems to make the right decisions. As, as great as kiati is an all-round athlete and getting forward, his instincts of just covering that back four and not... not yeah, no, well, yeah. no, no,
0: no. But, but I, he's a, he gives you mobility. To me, he's like a firework. You just let him go, don't you? And he, mm-hmm. he just appears all over the pitch. And we've lacked that all season, I think, because, because yeah. as you, you've kind of touched on, really Noble's position has been sacrosanct, so he hasn't really been at risk of the chop. Obiang's played really well, but that gives you two fairly... Stolid central midfield as you hold the middle, yeah. but what Kiata gives you is an ability to press far up the pitch, which I thought we did very well, yeah uh, on Saturday, actually Kaleri. I thought he did. Yes, he did. He yeah, was yeah. quite mobile, and, and he did he a worked I mean, could the, in the line,
2: line. In, a, in a kind of old-fashioned. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, he didn't. Yeah. He did. There was no finished <laughs> finishing product, <No>. but <laughs> he can't have um, everything. But, but you but, could but tell he worked hard, and he and, and you he could tell moved he their defense around. He yeah. had. A,
3: he has a striker's instinct in getting your body in front of the ball and shielding it from the central yeah. defender and bringing others into play, yeah. and he was doing that. Naturally, he had some lovely touches as well. I it's thought.
0: a bit of a what if, isn't it? I think if he'd scored one of those goals, yeah, yeah, yeah had a great chance against Bournemouth in the very early. Yes. on. Yeah. Yeah. if he'd yeah. just got one, it's, you know, you sort of think maybe he might have played a bit more than Zaza and you know, some of those early games. But I think if, if, I think if have we different.
1: have a sort of a, you know, what we what, what all the chopping and changing has meant this season is that we don't really have a system that someone can just come on and fit into, just um. clip into that system. You know, Zaza... You know, there's there's been a few players that the you know, when we started going um four four two at half time in the palace game and then sort of tried that a few more times, you're kinda of going, if we still had Valencia, if Valencia was up with Carol, that would be great. Valencia's been played as lone striker or out wide. Um, quite a lot, you know, and it was starting yeah. to slightly fall into the chat room with the, Allardyce, or- which was I play four five one, I play one guy up there, um, Sam Bulldock, You're going to be on your own with five blokes miles behind you in the pitch. Mm. Uh, I want you to win long I mean, lofted balls. It's interesting, so, interesting.
2: You, know. you you bring Valencia into the conversation because there's a thought of another couple of reasons why you might question Billich's judgment. One one is you know we let we let Valencia go on loan. Um, to rivals, in effect, well, in theory, as it's turned out, they've not been, but um, you let Valencia go on loan um, and you buy IU. And I'm not quite sure what IU offers that Valencia doesn't really. They're very, very similar players mm. in some respects, something in terms of what they, you know, what are they? What are you know, In theory, probably goals, but... Well, yeah, in, yeah, light. no, it hasn't quite proven that way, and and the other one is, yeah, I, I think we'd all agree. You know, Obiang's been the great revelation of the of, of the season, although he, he looked good whenever he came not on a last season to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. You know, okay. yeah. not to us, but to Bilic apparently, because he seemed inordinately reluctant to to give him a chance. I felt, yes, yeah, so You know,
1: I think we're on to the Bilic conversation now, yeah. right? and and this season's been a. Um, quite interesting especially in the last few weeks uh, uh, last night um, both Allardyce and Wenger through contrasting fortunes but in the same game uh, have been under the kind of scrutiny of uh, the media and the fans of their own clubs Ranieri obviously were, uh, was, was a classic sort of example this season of uh, uh, changing the manager or what is the manager doing does the manager have the faith of the players what's happening behind the scenes have they lost the dressing room um, Bilic, you know certainly your your um, blog, James. After the Arsenal game, started to raise some questions about Bilic. Uh, I think it's great that the that we're absolutely behind him in the stadium. The Bilic chants are great because he is he's sort of the manager of the team. When you're cheering him, you're cheering the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that there are some you know questions over, over certainly the summer's transfer window and. We think, Jim, you were saying, it's slightly, he might be a little just bamboozled now by the season. There's been so many injuries, so many yeah. changes that he slightly doesn't know what to do. Sam Allardyce, when we had our, in his middle Premier League season, when we had the kind of defensive crisis, I sort of feel slightly like, um, and I think Jim, you agree, that sort of Sam's brain turned a bit to mush, going, mm. I just my players are just, they're all injured. I don't know what to do. Sam's kind of dogma uh, exacerbated that by going, you know, I don't, I just, I defend. All my defenders are injured. I literally don't know what to do now. Um, And that season was just a a horror show. Uh,
2: Yeah, I think pressure, you know, that that intensity, again, like you say, we don't don't know what it's really like uh, at top level. But, at any level, really in terms of sport, but um that pressure clearly has an impact doesn't it? It clearly scrambles people's brains um you know it's it's whatever sports you know you're just watching that fantastically thrilling finish to the masters you know you mm. the, the kind of pressure just on a five foot part you know yeah. that you would sink all day long in practice that kind of It is head scrambling stuff isn't yeah. it and yeah, and, yeah. and 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 you add that to the fact that the pressure comes on the back of. A sense that if you if you concede a goal or you make a mistake, you're not going to get back from it. You know the the teams that are playing well. I mean, like last season, we go a goal down, we go well, well. so what? It's like when we were playing really well under Pardew in 2005 six. Mm. We kept coming back from going one nil down. Mm-hmm. It Didn't really matter. You just everybody in the stadium, you know, the, the, the support knew that. Oh well, no, we're we still, had a little so bit. So what? Of we're still in the, Yeah, we're still in this game. When, when we went
1: one down against Palace at Upton Park last season. I literally thought, doesn't matter, we'll score. Yeah, yeah. You just knew, yeah, that you just knew, and in fact, we scored within about like two minutes or something. Mm. They kicked off and immediately were under pressure, and we scored. Yeah. you know, and, and and you last season we had goals in us, you know, all season long. The
2: was, body it. language when when Hull scored their equaliser. Was was telltale stuff, wasn't it? Mm. That, that you know, Fagioli had 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 rolled out a red carpet for Robertson to come, to run into space from uh, from left back he played that one-two, nobody got near anyone, he slotted the ball home and just the slumping of shoulders and the kind of, you know, and, and the kind of slight bits of recrimination between players and mm. whatever. It's a giveaway thing they're under incredible pressure and you thought, oh no, we're losing. We're lo-. I, said, I, I turned mm-hmm. to Lawrence who I was standing, uh, standing there I said, oh, we're going to lose this now. Yeah. We're going to lose this now. Um, um, you know, you intensity that gonna seems happen.
1: to be sort of a real issue this season it's so uh, you know it, it we sh- we we saw it in effect at palace it was what we were lacking and then when we had it we beat a team you know and and we had a few good performances after that Middlesbrough uh and it was that and then the the Arsenal game and and to a degree even though we won on Saturday the kind of intensity wasn't there and and um I read a sort of article recently that said um, training is very relaxed. It's very—he's uh, a really nice guy. They, you know, there's this convention that uh, they talk about in that Iron Man film that everyone shakes hands at the beginning of the day. It's all very—it's all very polite and it's sort of respectful of each other as players, so that you don't carry on little recriminations onto the pitch. But it does it does mean that you know we didn't. We, weren't, we didn't come out like a kind of nasty bastard team against Arsenal and go, right, we're, gonna, we're just going to try and ruin your day. Your manager is in a very fragile position.
3: And we haven't done that this season against any good team. No, if, um, no that's right. We mm. have tried to out-football Man City two games running mm. in, the, in the Cup and then in the league. Now, if Hull had played them at that time... I would have played them like a relegation threatened team. They would have sat back. They would have had 10 men behind the ball the whole time. They'd have they'd been really intense. They would have roughed them up mm-hmm. and either scrambled a nil nil draw or even try and scrape a winner or would have got, if they'd have gone down, it would have been through City's brilliance. Yeah. We come out and think we'll just play football through these, through them. Yeah. And we've done that against all of the all of the good teams.
1: And actually we don't Maybe really. with the, Man U, we were, the Man U the Man you
3: nil away yeah. maybe an exception. Mm-hmm. In
2: mean, last season though, we were playing really good counterattacking football weren't we? we? We were we were sitting back against big against big teams but when we got the ball we had Moses, Lanzini, Payet, Antonio, all Payet. break all breaking. We had Payet that could know. find them and then yeah. we had pace.
1: Mm-hmm. Unless
3: mm-hmm. it's Antonio
1: that's up front. He what pay we haven't got any pay. No. no, no, that's right. Um, but there's a, there, there's you know I I, I I hope he still has the dressing room. He seems like a nice guy Bill. It's you know, I'm not right. even seems he clearly is a nice guy. But um, you 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 wonder about the kind of lack of intensity. You wonder if he can really kind of mobilize these guys. So I'm I, now, I, I so- I'm not sure he's got a great team this season. That's the problem is it. I'm so now so looking back sport. to his appointment and um,
3: Having now seen what I've seen, I'm thinking, what were were his credentials at the time? And there is nothing in his history that suggests that he would have been right as a top half going for Europe Premier League manager. He, there was the international, which who knows how that is comparable. He managed in Turkey and he played for us. It was a massive leap of faith. Yes. And last season, as brilliant as it was, I don't know whether I can point to that being attributable to him or to Dix. I'd like to think it was, but I think you hit the nail on the head before about this lackadaisical attitude. I'm not surprised to hear that training is a nice, relaxed, friendly affair. Mm-hmm. And I don't imagine it is at Tottenham. Where, but you, you, know,
0: pre, you would imagine that the training is the same this year as it was last year. I mean, I'm I'm on the Billich out bandwagon. It's so this I'm sort of right. on the wrong side of it now. But I I would kind of argue the intensity stuff. I'm not really sure I know what it means. You know, people, no, I know no. he raised it, which is, which is sort of interesting. And yeah. you know, people. I, other I, well, it's like a buzzword. I, I would isn't say it, now, yeah, so.
2: but I would say it's not just. I, I think it's a, it's a useful word because you sense it when you and you know it when you see it. But I. I, I would say it's not just... A lot of people assume it's just about physical fitness. And I think it's not just about that. It's about confidence and self-belief as well as, as well as well uh, you know, being fit and being able to run around. It's
0: it's. I think the belief oh. thing, to me, there's no belief in the side. That's what I no, saw at no, Arsenal. Awesome. No, no. Actually, that's what kind of flipped the switch for me. Because I looked at a team that had no belief in themselves and no... And well, the, arse- the Arsenal game, a the player
2: game- like Piyet on form makes a massive difference. Well, yeah. Yeah. Got
0: the, a Arsenal
1: game, players, the Arsenal yeah. game, the uh, game, pretty much the whole game, especially the second half, and actually first half against Swansea, uh, we sort of played like strangers. Like given goes, we're like the go part didn't happen because the person was given to the first guy runs on and the second guy just doesn't give it back to him. Just kind of goes, oh, who can I pass now? And you go, oh, it's a fucking give and go. Haven't you seen these on telly when you were a kid? I'm that's taking... what the guy's trying to get you to do. So Craswell passes the pass to you. You give it back to him because he's going to run. And I mean, they literally... Yeah. And, and that's when you get... Um, you know, this is chicken and egg, isn't it? Because it is somebody who is um, particularly culpable when our midfield misfires is Mark Noble, who... Just wants to take too many touches when he gets the ball. Does his little three sixty? who will take too many will I, Yes, yeah, yeah. But 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 my point is that they are then a they are a collection of individuals. They then form a big thing that then it's difficult to back in reverse engineer the idea that the midfield is playing badly. So then they all each play badly. He is a, he is you know typical of a thing that. You're then going right. Is it Mark's fault or is it just the fault of the whole midfield? Because then you could just point at every individual and go right. We should just get a whole new midfield, and that's not true. You kind of go no. All these guys are good in their yeah. own right. You know, um, against Swansea, I sort of I, I, I thought a midfield with with Lanzini, Cuyati, Noble. Uh, that should be playing better. Us. That should be playing better. It's not gross. Should be playing better than this midfield is playing. Certainly in the Arsenal game, that was true. But actually against Swansea, it's true. You know, as individuals, these are good players. So, you know, you put all of these players could play in the midfield of a team better than us and hold their end up really well. And in fact, play better because they're surrounded by and better players. And the one players.
3: fluid movement in the first half we scored. Mm. Yes, that's the one right. one time yeah, they yeah. didn't hesitate, take three touches, figuring yeah. out what's going on.
1: Yeah. Coyarte kept his run going, didn't he? I mean, it's sort of like... Uh, Snodgrass's cute little sort of back heel to keep the run going was sort of demanded by Kiarty's run. Kiarty is going, yeah. you give it back to me, you know. And that's that
2: yeah. from their end. From, you know, you look at it from a Swansea perspective. We've we've conceded goals like this before in mean, plenty of times. It, it, it was also the fact he can he partly continued that run because they allowed him to. Mm, they like mm. parted like the red seed. They, they, they,
0: they, they were dreadful. You know, I mean, uh, I think uh, actually, the context for Saturday is that Swansea, are the worst team yes, yes. uh, um, we have seen us playing. We were
1: very fortunate. We were very fortunate. But
3: haven't we got to question Billich for this? If, if the players aren't sufficiently confident, if they're not sufficiently clued up about where their colleagues are going to be at any mm, given mm. time, we, know, we don't know what goes on in training, but you've got to query no, what the management is doing.
1: No, and, and, and uh, you know, I th- the, reason, the reason I invoke those, those other managers is that Allardyce, you know, has... Um, you know, got this series of wins uh Palace. You know, what happened at Leicester with Ranieri is, you know, he, he he must have been the kind of, you know, the head silverback in a in a colony of silverback gorillas to win them the Champions League. And then they just all went off him suddenly. And then when he went, they started playing better again. You go, well, what happened there? What was the psychology there? What happened? Uh, you know, Wenger... Something's happened at Arsenal, though they they have a relatively weak team. For well, us. one
2: theory is that he he basically kept, you know, after after
1: they kind of stayed up and
2: they had their good run, he just kept them playing, playing the way that you know he kept the team more mm. or less more or less the same. Kept them playing, um, replaced uh, Cambiasso Pierc- with with yeah. Kante. Um but apart from that, you know, they they all knew what they were yeah. doing and all that. Um, and he started this season sort of trying to play, and they've got the pressure of. Champions League yeah, so, and they lost so, Kante um, and they were doing they've done well in that mm-hmm. they've surprised teams haven't they with their yeah. energy yeah, yeah. and their pace um, and uh, you know he started sort of mess. mess you know they lost mm-hmm. Kante crucial, crucial loss and he started messing things about, about and they didn't yeah. like it I think was the you know yeah. I mean you know, I, I'm never a great fan of the sacking the manager is the kind of the, the way out of a problem and most managers don't get enough time most managers are pretty good and competent you know at that, this level um and they don't they very rarely get enough chance to sort of properly build and
3: build i wouldn't the team well, i want, wouldn't advocate you know, sacking village you know. but i think we're into realms of leaps of faith
1: now. i i, I think i think uh, i think don you're right i think it is a you know i think it's one of the great mysteries what happens uh, in a training ground with the football team and what a manager actually does you know it's a huge sort of mystery there was a, uh, I did um, Sam Delaney's uh, radio show once at Talk Radio um, with a guy that was actually working at the time at QPR when Harry was manager and so that uh, Harry and uh, Joe Jordan kind of came out, set up some training with you know, fluorescent bibs and stuff kind of got eight of the players off doing this drill and didn't give the remaining kind of Eighteen anything to do so there's eighteen guys watching eight people do something, and Joey Barton, who was at the side, just turned around and went, uh, what the fuck do you want us to do? Just stand around and watch these fuckers doing this drill. fucking get it together, give us something to fucking do and this is like you know how he 's been managing how he 's been managing for years and years, but somehow. You know, just fails to run a train, fails to give everyone something to do in a training session. You know, is it really like that? It's actually quite sort of shambolic. The one thing I learned, I you know, I had a I had a sitcom, and um, and uh, through a directive from the broadcaster, an actress was fired from it in the first after the end of the first series, and um, it was really horrible because I she was a friend of mine, and and uh, I. My perspective on it was the best person to now play her role is her if you just tell her what she did wrong. It's like you don't just sort of slot out something that doesn't work and just put another one in and see if that works. I sort of hope that Billich still sees himself as a kind of fairly new manager. The Premier League is a sort of big challenge and that he's learning from these things because this season he is seeming a little bit stubborn and dogmatic and you know all that yep. stuff with Antonio mm-hmm. at the beginning mm-hmm. yep. uh, sometimes you know there are other things he does the the you know finally getting Antonio back getting sort of the front line that's the best he, he's got at the moment he had no intention but still buying. playing Antonio on the left it's like Come on, man.
3: He had no intention of buying a left-back until his hand was No, forced. that's right, yeah, that's right. Well, the summer transfer window is extraordinary. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. They were going to start a Premier campaign with in a 60,000-seater stadium with one left-back. It's mm. almost fortunate that Cresswell got injured yeah. because they bought another left-back. And that's insane. That's insane. And if you wonder what the relationship is between the kind of board and the manager, it's like it can't just be like some shitty company where where, you know, like... Alison sort of doesn't wash enough or kind of leaves mouldy cottage cheese in the bit, but no one can talk to her. Do you know what I mean? I, I actually, when when Sullivan and Gold kind of announced that summit with with Sam Allardyce, people thought it was um, uh, undiplomatic of them and very bad form to do it. But given that Allardyce, literally in every interview he gives goes, I won't change. I know I know how to play football. I'm not going to change anything. I'm, when... Certainly, I I was going. You you could really do with a training course. You should go on a coaching course because you just had one tactic. Uh, I thought it was good that they did that, and I uh, and similarly, some of the things they've said. So I'm really going on about kind of we think he should maybe change his backroom staff. I think that is a little bit of a cry for help from Sullivan and in that, that they're they're going maybe they, you need a devil on your shoulder to go. No Slav, you've been playing Antonio right back. You know, need some kind of sounding board. Or someone that's maybe gonna, you know, sort of ameliorate some of his th- the the No, we'll be alright playing Antonio at right back. No, I'll sell Tompkins and Collins is having a great game and we'll never grow old. So uh we'll I'm
0: I'm s- not sure I trust them to make those judgments. I mean no, I mean to be honest, actually yeah. that's my biggest fear about getting rid of Billich, the people who would be replacing or making the decision to replace him yeah. don't know what they're doing. No. And I mean, you did touch on it, though. The thing that, to me, is different this year is we're in a 60,000-seater stadium. You know, we we gave up Upton Park to move to the Olympic Stadium. We've moved the goalpost literally. So you can't go to Arsenal anymore and not have any idea how you're going to win the game. No, no. You can't have crappy transfer windows where you... I mean, we we spend more than... or just slightly less than Tottenham on wages and transfers, but to absolutely no effect. And at some point that has to change because we, you know, we changed the identity of the club yeah. and there was a sort of trade, wasn't there? We would all move to the Olympic Stadium, not kick up about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't really work in the first few games of the season, no. but you know, we, we would accept that. But the trade-off would be we're going to be better.
2: But what yeah. uh, there has to be a timescale to that, though, doesn't there? Yeah, yeah but he, don't he, get
0: immediately he, worse. <laughs> no, that's right. Well, so I not, thought uh, it
2: was worse. inevitable we were going to get immediately worse. We couldn't have I, a season really like last think season, that. but yeah. we shouldn't be just
3: above the relegations. Like. No, no, that's no.
2: right. And, that's
0: and and the pilot right. thing, yes. un- yeah, sort of that's made
2: it, I think that had a huge impact. I think that made a big, big, big difference. But 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 again, you know, not it's not just about him. Uh, it, it's about the fact that we didn't bring in the kind of players he was obviously expecting us, and probably no. possibly had been promised we yeah. were going to going to bring in. You know, he was expecting that he was going to be playing with people like Lacazette, wasn't he? You yeah. Know? But
1: yeah. no, he wasn't. The window <laughs> did make the team yeah, yeah. worse rather than yeah. Yeah. better. Getting rid of Collins, not buying. Uh, getting rid of Tomkins, not buying a left back mm. uh, until you know the a scramble on the last day of the season. You know. You can you you know those closed seasons or, or well when the previous season is on you can start identifying targets sort of straight away. But
3: whilst mm. that's true, we've still got a squad that is pretty good that should be mid table in the Premier League, and I and I do fear the reason we're not is because of poor decision making, because of the lack of fullback cover,
1: Mm-mm.
3: and messing about and putting yeah. people in n- unnatural positions.
0: No and fit
3: strikers, yeah, no fit strikers, and yeah, I yeah. and I just don't think Billich has covered himself in glory and i do want him to stay and i do want him to suddenly come good yeah. but, I, but i see no signs of that happening there's no rationale behind me wanting him to stay i just no. like the bloke yes and so, which does count for a lot
1: you, and you hope that i have a kind you. of open enough kind of dialogue you know because it is, you know work practices are are you know i know, i know I'm, I'm sort of using mm-hmm. you know it's in an office it's amazing how sort of poor working relationships are someone is has, does something that makes the rest of the sales team cross and no one can really talk to them about it you know it's sort of i i i i, I really feel that the that, that you want you know the the, the ball to sit down with Slaven and say, do you understand what went wrong? And, you know, if you, you have to tell us if you need a cover, you know, cover at left back or if you think Burke or, you know, Oxford or, or Bonnet can, can cover us at left back because, you know, the fact that we were going to start a Premier League season with one left back is extraordinary to me. I mean, you sort of touched on this really, but I mean, it's clear we,
2: we he's got many, and as you say, he's got many virtues that his honesty and his openness with the media and the way he deals with things and the fact he's clearly erudite and, and, and in some respects, a good band manager. But the the big, the question is, you know, the players clearly like him, but are they scared of him? Mm -hmm. And uh, to, to be a really strong, effective manager, you've got to both have that, have that the kind of the players have got to like you, you got to want to play for you because they because they, they they like you and respect you, but also got to be a bit, bit scared of you. Yeah, uh, they have to well, fear respect. that they will lose yeah. your respect, lose the their word.
1: respect. Yeah, yeah. Um, we th- we have this has been quite a long one. I think we may have to uh, wrap this up now, but uh, um, very quickly predictions for the Sunderland game, which certainly I'm going to. Don, you're going to. Going to, going
2: to Jim, going
1: Jim to, you're yeah. going to. Oh,
2: okay. Well, perhaps, perhaps,
1: James, perhaps, James perhaps, you going to that? No, I'm on, on, on the North
2: Football. Oh, oh, nice. Avoiding
0: all contact with this game. I think I'd rather be there. Predictions, um, predictions.
2: I think we'll... I, I, oh, they are terrible. Defoe uh, oh, will score. 3-1. Uh, well, we'll, we'll win 3-1. Three, 3-1, one.
1: Three, one. Don. 2-1 win. 2-1 win. Confidence.
0: One all draw, I say. Mm-hmm. One all draw. I, th- <laughs> I think we might lose because Sunderland... Uh, yeah, they are yeah, terrible, yeah, yeah. but they do at the end of the year they have a bit of a run. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, two ones on them, and he says optimistically. Very good. Um, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, good for them. I'll never come uh, back, will I? <laughs> yeah.
1: um, this has been Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans, with me being James Grant. Cheerio. Don, the hammer. Cheerio. And James Kearns. Good boy. Come on, you are. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net and it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network